two dog-like creatures, one good, one evil. This is the story of El Cadejo. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. Antonio was out with the boys late at night, drinking and having a good time. The bar closed and they had no choice but to leave. They were walking in a group, heading home, when Antonio had to pee. His friends said, we'll wait for you, but he told them, no, I'll catch up later. Antonio's abuelita always warned him about being out late at night, especially by himself, but he was too drunk to remember this. Antonio was done and continued stumbling on, but his friends were nowhere to be seen. He heard noises behind him but did not want to turn around. There was growling and the sound of hooves on the ground. He walked a little faster, but the noises did not stop. Antonio decided to turn around, and when he did, he saw a giant black dog, as big as a horse, with glowing red eyes. He turned his back on the creature and ran, afraid for his life. The creature did not like this and chased him down. He thought he was running faster than, than this thing, but as Antonio took another step, it was in front of him. Suddenly, Antonio was being attacked. He saw the giant dog standing on its hind legs. The creature kicked and hit him, but it never bit him. The attack continued, and Antonio thought, Surely someone will pass by and save me, but no one came, and Antonio was beaten until he could no longer breathe. All right. Hello. Hi, this is Christy. Oops. Oh, that at the same time. <laughs> okay, go. Hi, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is a Spooky Tales. I remembered our name this time. That's great. Because I was uh, about to forget right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we are going to talk about El Cadejo. We're staying in Central America for now. I did want to add before you go into it, though. This was a really one of my favorites, I think. This has been my favorite so far. There was so much information out there about El Cadejo. Mine too. I I literally loved, 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 loved doing this research. It was one of the best ones so far. And he's probably my favorite new, like, cryptid, paranormal creature, whatever you call it. Same, same. El Cadejo is a phantom dog of South America. El Cadejo is seen in various countries from El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Argentina, Belize, and many others. According to legend, there are two Cadejos. El Cadejo Blanco, the white Cadejo, which is the good one. El Cadejo Negro, the black Cadejo, which is the evil one. The Cadejo Negro is often depicted as dragging a chain. From what I have found on both El Cadejo Negro and El Cadejo Blanco, have they both have red glowing eyes. They are described as huge dogs, bigger than anything that you would encounter in real life, making them noticeable and very out of place for those who have sightings of them. The Cadejo Blanco is said to be a protector spirit or guide for people who encounter it, guiding them to safety, usually to his or her home. 
After guiding them, the, guiding them to safety, El Cadejo Blanco disappears. In some instances, it protects people from El Cadejo Negro. They are phantoms that appear at night to people, often drunk men, to protect them from pickpockets. Oh, also, I read that there's two types of black ones, two bad ones. One is like this lesser strong black cadejo that you can actually uh, defeat by yourself. And another one is the reincarnation of the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the white cadejo protects not only from the black cadejo, but from the Siguanaba. Keeps you safe from her. He's uh, the white cadejo is also believed to be a, a guardian angel uh, made into a dog or whatever. Like your guardian angel appearing to you in um, in physical form. There's a bunch of different stories on how the cadejo came to be. And um, also it depends on where you are, which version you hear. Mm, Let's see. One, this one's not one of my favorites, but one legend tells that God sent the white cadejo to protect those that live further further away from towns, like people who lived in uh, El Campo. Um, when they were out in the late hours of the night and they needed protection from entities like La Siguanaba, like the Black Eagle Cadejo, or like the devil himself. This other one is one of the more well-known origin stories of El Cadejo. Um, still not my favorite one. You'll hear my favorite one. I'm going to point it out. It's going to be good. But this one's another really famous origin story about El Cadejo. There was a man named Juan Carlos. He was a guardian of a thatched house in the country fields near La Aurora in Guatemala. Juan Carlos worked further away from home and arrived super late to his house, usually around the night. One day he arrived home and there was a white dog. When he saw the dog, he would go near it, but the dog would shake, turn around and disappear. The dog would not let Juan Carlos near it. When Juan Carlos attempted to follow the white dog, he could never catch up to it. But one day, instead of running away from him, the dog was super still and he didn't move when Juan Carlos touched the paw. Out of nowhere, the dog opens his eyes and he's like, you don't need my help anymore. And Juan Carlos is super scared. He's like, why is this dog talking to me? What the hell? But he says, what help? And the dog replies, in pain, which I don't know why the dog is in pain, but whatever. He says... <laughs> I'm a dog sent from above. My mission was to protect you from any danger, but you have shown me you don't need my help anymore. And then the dog closes his eyes. Juan Carlos buries him, and um, he remembers this white dog every time he comes home. So that origin story kind of shows how the white cadejo was sent from God. This one, however, this is my favorite cadejo origin story. One of my favorites. I found it in a book called Los Pájaros No Tienen Fronteras. The Birds Do Not Have Borders, which we mentioned in episode two. It's a really good book. If you can read in Spanish, um, and I suck at reading Spanish, but this is like a fifth grade level, so it was easy. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, if you know Spanish, get this book. It's, It's so good. But this is where the story comes from. So there was a man. His name was Don Eladio. He was injured while working one day. But he wasn't injured to the point where he was unable to work. He just lost a few fingers from a hand and he just wasn't able to do his normal job. So he was demoted after his accident. Five years go by and he's this darker, meaner, more sarcastic person who is also an alcoholic who also beats his wife. 
Don Eladio's son is Juan. Juan was super tired of his uh, dad's behavior. Uh, Juan blames the alcoholism for the way his father is now. And he thought if he scared his dad, if he gives his dad un good susto, a really good fright, then he will change. He will go back to the way he was before. So Juan has spent years telling his dad, get home early, get home early. And his dad just never did. Uh, so he devised a plan uh, surrounding his uh, dad's um, late home arrivals. So he went to the butcher. He got the ugliest cowskin he could find. The cowskin was black and hairy. And when Juan put it on, he was completely hidden by it. He, um, when he crawled, he got on four legs. And aside from the hideous cowskin, he also got a pair of dog chains from the blacksmith. He took his new items and he hid them in the woods under some bushes and went back home. And then he woke up at midnight and he went to go to the spot where he left his uh, hideous disguise. And he put it on and waited for his dad to pass by. A while later, his dad drunkenly stumbled by and Juan came out of his hiding spot. He was a monster, growling and shaking his father with chains rattling behind him. Don Eladio ran home, scared and drunk. Juan felt super accomplished. He took the disguise off and he hid it and he went back home. He took a shortcut so he could arrive before his dad and he pretended to be asleep. Don Eladio showed up and he was frantically knocking, crying. He swore to his wife, oh, I'm never going to drink again because he was super scared from what he saw. So two weeks passed by. Don Eladio kept his word. He didn't drink. He even changed a little bit. He was nicer. He was being more helpful around the house. He didn't hit uh, his wife. But in the end, he went back to drinking. Um, but he said, I'm going to start off small. I'm not going to get super drunk. I'm not going to get home late. But it was like three days of this. And then he went back to his old ways. So Juan was like, you know what? It's time to scare him, scare him again. So he got ready to give his dad uh, another susto, another fright. So there he was in his hiding spot, waiting for his dad to pass by. Then he got on all fours, chased him down, growling, chains rattling behind him. Don Eladio ran and ran, and he fell every time he um, was running. He just kept tripping on stuff, falling. He got home. He didn't cry. He didn't mention the thing he saw to his wife, nothing. He was all bruised up. He just rested one day, and then he was the next night he was back to drinking again. Juan was like, you know what, I need to do this again. So he put on his disguise and did the same thing, waited for his father to pass by. He waited in the woods. So his dad, Don Eladio, passed by again, stumbling drunk. He chased him down. And uh, this time, Don Eladio didn't run home. He ran into the woods and then he got lost. The monster, Juan, did not run in to chase him into the woods. And Don Eladio slept in the woods. He missed a day of work, almost got fired. And then for three days, he went missing. Nobody knew where he was. And he came back Thursday night. He stayed up all night. And he had this look on his face like he was planning something. So he left for the tavern. And Juan figured, my dad needs one more fright, one more susto. This is the last one. And then he's going to be back to his old self. The alcoholism will be gone. So Juan waited in his normal spot, and this time he waited way longer than normal. He waited for two hours, and then he heard his father yelling, Donde estas? Where are you? And the monster came out. 
Instead of looking scared, Don Eladio charged with the stick he was holding, and he yelled, Maldito animal, te voy a matar. Damn the animal, I will kill you. Juan was super confused because his father was trying to kill him. He took off his horrible, ugly disguise, and he yelled to his dad, No, dad, it's me, it's me, it was only a joke. Don Eladio stopped swinging his stick, but he didn't look at peace. He didn't look like he felt sorry for Juan. There was no mercy in his eyes whatsoever, only hate. So Don Eladio, he didn't say much after Juan said, it's me. But he did say, por ir respetar a tu padre, en cuatro patas andarás. Estos caminos por noche recorrerás. For disrespecting your father, on four legs you will travel. And these roads by night, you will also travel. I didn't translate that very well, but whatever. Um, basically, he cursed him. He's going to travel on four legs, and he's going to travel these roads by night. Juan was cursed to become the very creature that he was pretending to be. Don Eladio continued walking, and he didn't turn back to look at his son, even when Juan was crying in pain and in agony. As he walked away, the hideous cow skin that was part of his disguise melted into Juan's skin, and this forced him onto four legs, and Juan became the cadejón. After this night, Don Eladio left his wife, wandered the woods, yelling for his son's forgiveness. As for Juan, God took pity on him and allowed him to either protect or punish those who trouble by night. He was a protector for some, and he punished with death others those with a crooked heart that's my favorite one i like that one yeah this one kind of covers those other beliefs that we're gonna go into about el Cadejo, how you can't turn your back on him yes where is the um this one from the origin oh that's from costa rica this one is from el salvador i also like this one there's two brothers and they walked into the house of a black magician during a storm and he asked the brothers to help him with some logs for a fire. The brothers laughed off. They didn't help the magician like they said they would. And on top of that, they ate his food. Uh, so they never completed the task that he asked um, for them to do. So when the black magician returns, he sees his food is gone and there is no wood for his fire. And he's like, what the hell did these two brothers do? They just stole my food. Um, so then he puts a curse on the road that leads to the village where the brothers live. The brothers started hearing voices uh, on their way home. And then um, I guess they weren't supposed to, but they turned their backs to these voices. And when they do that, one brother was turned into the white Cadejo and the other brother was turned into the black Cadejo. So then they return them to their village in the form of these two dogs, but they get banished because they're like, we don't want these dogs here. And so now they have no choice but to wander the streets of El Salvador as the black and white Cadejo. Oh, I like that one too. That one's a lot more simplified though. Like it's like a short little story. That's cute. Yeah, okay. the, the one from Costa Rica was pretty long. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like that when I was like listening to someone else, um, because it wasn't exactly like that. The one I read was, uh, or heard, I should say, it, um, that the farmer had a lazy son. And since he was so lazy, he ended up just saying, um, if you're going to be, you know, not useful, then then be on all fours, which again goes back to the cursing. Oh. And, and it's also similar um, 
to uh oh geez like to the um mesoamerican shamanistic belief that it is a human that shapeshifts into this cadejo instead and of they get just, stuck yeah instead of just being like a creature like like a, a creature just like a, yeah like yeah like it's actually a person that shapeshifts into this animal creature thing yeah you know what's hella messed up about the Costa Rican version? Like his dad was a piece of shit and instead he gets punished for it and he becomes a gadejo. That's messed that, up. That is messed up. I'm sorry, but like his dad got away scot-free for his shitty personality, shitty behavior. Like he should have been a gadejo, honestly. Not Juan. Where Juan was, was the Guanaba when we needed her, honestly? Right? Yeah. You? You're, you're, <laughs> this is like literally gone. the kind of men she goes out for and she's <laughs> nowhere to be seen she let us down she let, yeah i know <laughs> um oh and one thing that was super fun about the research in Carajo is that there's so many stories uh where he was seen mm-hmm. um it was like hard to find any sightings but El Carajo, i found a bunch of sightings and it's like once you start researching El Cadejo, there, you go into this rabbit hole of information that is, it feels like it's never ending. We found one page after another, one story after another. And not just that, but there's so many um, connections to other things or other other cultures, other cultures that also have very similar um, beliefs in a creature like this. Yeah. But let's go into some sightings here. So he's he's uh, the Cadejo has been seen in the countries we mentioned and Texas as well. And there's uh, another description from the British Isles, apparently. This guy named Samuel Drew, he described seeing an animal. He heard uh, noises like hooves, hooves, I can't say that word. Hooves, 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 whatever. Hooves, okay. So he describes hearing hooves and seeing an animal that either looked like a bear or a giant dog with glowing eyes. And this was in 1780 in the British Isles. In uh, 1949, I forgot where the story was already. I didn't write it down. I think the story was in one of the central, I think it was Guatemala, to be honest. But I could be wrong, so don't, don't hold me to that. But in 1949, a young man was walking late at night, and he noticed a small black dog. The black dog was following him, and the dog would only stare and stare when he tried to shoo it away. It wasn't scared of him at all. You know, some dogs you kick them and they they leave, or you like pretend to step. Or like you even come close to them and they start like backing away. Yeah, well, this dog did not back away. The black dog continued following, and every time he turned away and turned to look back at the dog, the dog was bigger in size. And then, like, it just kept growing. So he got super scared. He drew his revolver, aimed it, and fired at the dog. The bullet left his revolver in slow motion, and then it fell. And it was intact at the man's feet. When he looked up, the dog was the size of a horse. He fired his revolver again, but the same thing happened. It went in slow motion, and the bullet, full intact, fell by his feet. And um, so he yelled, Hail Mary, most pure. And after that, the dog disappeared. That is scary. Um, Did you, okay, uh, this is going to be like, I don't leave it in here or not. Um, But this could also be part of another episode. And it goes into um, the 
Navajo uh, similarities, but um, there in, remember I sent you the link about uh, the Skinwalker Ranch? Yes. You know what the the family who bought that ranch back, I think it was in the eighties or seventies, but when they first bought it, the, on the first day that they moved in and they were like, uh, they were, they were cattle ranchers. So they had, you know, herds of cattle that they would sell and stuff. And the first day there, they saw this gigantic wolf, like the size of a horse, almost exactly what you're describing right oh, now. Um, yeah, this is and they shot at it and it did nothing. And then like, it, it was like the bullets weren't doing anything. Yeah, because you can't kill a Gallego. That's crazy. Um, another one in Nicaragua in the 1930s or 40s, there was a young boy and he accompanied his great grandmother to work. Um, first of all, I would want to be retired if I was a great grandma, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. She has apparently, she probably has to work, honestly. Uh, yeah. Um, so he goes with her so she doesn't have to go to work alone. So as he's leaving his grandmother's workplace, he opens the door and there was a black dog with red eyes he ran home terrified and the entire time the dog was at his heels chasing him he gets home and he slams his door and the dog is there scratching at the foot of the door for several minutes um once he heard it leaving he cracks the door open just to see if it's really gone and um he never walked alone anywhere after that and he didn't see the calico again probably because he never walked alone again oh i don't like that I'd, I'd be terrified. Yeah. I, I love these things, but I also like there's too many sightings to ignore. And yeah. that is scary. Another sighting. A man named Jose was frequently out late drinking. One of these nights, he passed out beneath a tree. When he woke up, there was a he had a terrible hangover. And then he saw this goat hooked shaggy black dog. The dog licked his mouth. Um, ew. And then Jose got up and staggered home. The black dog was following. And then um, on the way home, some men attempted to rob Jose and the dog protected him. So he arrived home safe and sound. And this continued for nine nights. The dog would follow, protect him from people trying to steal stuff from him. But on the ninth night, he passed away. And um, it's probably because of alcoholism, right? But Jose's family members believe that the Cadejo causes death when he licked Jose's mouth. So they do say it's the Cadejo is an omen of death. Yes. Yeah. If you see so him, it's maybe it was news. like, hey, it's almost your turn. It's like he's yeah. like almost like a grim reaper or working yeah. for him. And like, does it remind me of Harry Potter? Because uh, when he looks at his little teepee oh, and there's a black dog, the teacher's like, Professor what? Trelawney? I already say her name. She's like, you're going to die, Harry, because this is a bad omen. Oh, yeah, because he got he has the what? The Grim? That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah, the Grim. The Cadejo's in that cup. <laughs> they just called it the Grim, but yeah, his real name was the Cadejo. That is true. I never, like, I didn't even make that connection. Right on. All right. Um, <laughs> if you remember, in the beginning of my sightings, the first one was from the British Isles in 1780. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have a big black dog that scares them, too. <laughs> There was like this whole thing about it being in Scotland, Ireland, and just all around the UK. That, it feels like this thing is like seen everywhere. It could like yeah, teleport. It probably can. We just have just different names everywhere. for it all over the world, yeah. but it's the same thing. Again, weird that 
so many like these different cultures have the same thing. Yeah. The same beliefs in some way. I have a more recent sighting in Guatemala in 1975. There was a 19 year old Maya girl and her sister. They were sent on an errand by her mother after nightfall. I wouldn't be sending them on errands, but Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't even send my minutes. kids during the day. I know different times we would get sent to the corner store during the day though. Oh yeah, now, sent to the corner store to get cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> they um, can't even do that. Yeah. So when the girls came to the to uh, crossroads, there was a black dog, something like a black dog with burning eyes and it would not let them pass. The girls were terrified and they decided to walk backwards to go back home. So they didn't turn their backs on this um dog because they they heard stories right they're Mm -hmm. um familiar a little bit so they never turned their backs on the creature but at some point the 19 year old girl fell over and when she got up the dog was gone it had turned into a white mass that walked next to them the whole time and then she doesn't remember what happened in between this and getting home when she got back home she was just back to her senses that she has like missing time Mm mm-hmm like a lot of some a lot of um paranormal stories where they uh encounter some creatures have missing time it's weird yeah it's scary and my last fighting it's even newer if you're latino latina latinx however you want to identify uh spanish-speaking then you grew up watching adrojo vivo right this t- uh, news station and on telemundo I was watching YouTube clips and there's a story from Arrojo Vivo in 2016. The residents from this city called Mexicanos in El Salvador were claiming to hear uh, hooves like a horse um, and they kept hearing howling. There was a security guard or police officer is what his uniform looks like in the news clip. But he says that he saw a dog the size of a deer with red eyes. Um, And then there was another guy with a cell phone and he had a recording of the howling and the residents in the city, Mexicanos or the Pueblo, claim that there is a malevolent brujo, black magician, that that's who the Cadejo is visiting and that's why they keep hearing him. And he watches these clips and they're all super scared and praying. I'm going to include the link to this news clip in the show notes. But that was like four years ago, so... And again, we go back to the to the other story you read where it was the dog that was a horse size. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Keep they say the, deer's like here. Yeah. But all these stories mesh together black magicians, black dogs. So omens of death, all this stuff. Um, this is from True Horror Stories of Texas.com. And it was posted on February 6, 2017, and it's titled The Floating Cadejo. An uncle of mine told me this story years ago. He claimed that this happened in the late 70s in McAllen, Texas, near the location of where the current McAllen Medical Center Hospital stands. Back then, the place was mostly fields, with not many businesses around. My uncle was not the type of person to experiment with drugs or psychedelics, even in the 70s, which is why I believe him when he relayed the story to me. That, along with the genuine fear and concern in his voice when I heard him tell the story, is why I believe him. So one late evening, he's walking along a cornfield while attempting to hitchhike back to Donna, 
Texas from a dance he previously attended near Mission, Texas. He had already hiked several miles and wound up near the location of this incident. As he was walking along the field, he sees a huge black dog hovering above the cornfield, keeping pace with him. One thing that always sticks out for me was the way he would describe the creature's eyes. Two huge burning red eyes, the size of large grapefruits. Still hoping for a car to pick him up, he notices the creature gazing at him, decides to walk faster, but unfortunately, so does the creature. At this point, he starts to full-on sprint, and the thing continues to keep pace with him, all while floating creepily at least a foot above the cornfield. At this point, he is absolutely terrified and convinced this thing is going to try to harm him. Luckily for him, a car pulls over in the nick of time and offers him a ride home. After doing some research, he may have witnessed what many people have described as El Cadejo. And that is the sighting in Texas. What year was that? This It was in the 70s. It doesn't specify. Oh. It was posted in 2017, but it was it happened in the in late the 70s. 70s in McAllen, McAllen, Texas. I have a cousin who lives there or lived mm. there. Texas is like one of those places that they're going to get creatures from south america texas has so many stories so many stories of these creatures of latin american creatures yeah that's creepy yeah that is creepy like they get everything i feel like texas is also like this one place that for whatever reason there's a lot of sighting of like um weird creatures like paranormal type stuff yeah oh you know one thing i noticed um was el cadejo obviously in the central american folklore of it he's in the countryside too Mm-hmm. But a lot of stories have him at crossroads or um, bridges. Like he won't let people pass bridges or crossroads. Like those I two girls. I just noticed that. That's weird. Yeah, he's like he's like almost like this. Um, what is it called? The troll under the bridge. You know how you have to like pass through him in order to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. In Mesoamerican shamanistic beliefs, it they believe that it is. Um, Oh, a brujo that turns into El Cadejo. And this is very similar to the Navajo belief in skinwalkers. Another word for skinwalkers is the Wendigo. And the Navajo believes that um, skinwalkers are evil uh, shamans that, you know, they do this ritual, they kill like a family member, and then they get these powers to, to turn into animals. So very similar to the the Mesoamerican beliefs of some indigenous cultures that it is, in fact, a human, again, shape-shifting into an animal. Yeah, because so many of the of the story, like three of the origin stories I mentioned, involve a human being cursed into El Cadejo. Yeah. But um, we, did, we did mention this, right, that the Cadejo originally, like, it stemmed from the Maya Quiche. I don't think people? we did. Oh, I don't think okay. we did. Yeah, we'll so the, over the place. <laughs> let's, we're going to go back a little bit here. Just bear with us. We're still learning how to slow the podcast. Yeah, know? and today has also been <laughs> has been a day. I, I'm pretty sure Christina is going to edit this out, but my kids interrupted twice. So <laughs> we're all over. The yeah, it's been a day. We've been all over the place. So mm-hmm. please, yeah. sorry and bear with us. We're trying. We're trying our best. <laughs> but to go back to the so the cadejo um it's a mix of 
indigenous and Spanish, just like all these other stories. It's meshed together. But in the beginning, the Cadejo was not a Cadejo. It, it stems from the belief of a Nahual, which is, um, I, be- I believe it's Maya Kiche. I don't know if the Aztec, they probably have something similar. But mm-hmm. a Nahual is like a spirit animal, an animal that was there with you, guiding you. Um, and then when you died, they, a dog helped you get to the um, after, what, afterlife. afterworld? Afterlife. Underworld? Afterlife. Underworld? Afterlife? Whatever, Think- wherever you go up when you after die, you die a yeah. dog helped you get there. And it was believed that some people had the ability to have a even deeper connection with their Nawal, and they were able to become the Nawal. And so from this is what the the shaman or what whatever the shaman equivalent in the Maya Kiche, I forgot the name, but the this shaman Bujo could turn into their Nawal because they had a stronger connection. But they weren't inherently bad. They were yeah. this just this person had a stronger connection with it. And so he could, he or she could become their Nawal. And when the Spanish, thanks Spanish people, when the Spanish arrived, they introduced the idea of evil, but the Cadejo originally a Nawal, it was not a bad. Yeah, it wasn't a bad. It was um, the introduction of Christianity where there was actually, it turned into two Cadejos. And, you know, it, again, the European influence that, good versus evil but originally it was just a cadejo just like a spirit or something but nothing to do with the devil nothing to do with any of that it was it wasn't until um spanish influence that el cadejo the black cadejo specifically is uh, pretty much viewed as the devil himself in some instances but that's again because of the uh, spanish influence yeah how to protect yourself from the cadejo. Basically, you can't. <laughs> if you encounter it, you're fucked. Unless the white cadejo is like roaming by and he he's like, oh, I got to save you. And then a fight ensues between the two. And it's like this crazy ass fight that uh, ends in, I want to say I read somewhere else. Also, don't quote me on this because I might just be making shit up. But the, their fights are so intense to the death of one or the other, right? But they're so intense that they cause natural disasters. So like hurricanes, floods, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. But if not, it's the th- it's a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing now and it should be a thing, actually. That makes the story so much more right? fantastical yeah. and amazing. But in some stories, you can walk, if you encounter the Cadejo, do not walk with your feet open uh, because... If you walk with your feet open, he'll sweep through your legs and steal your soul. And then, you know, you're dead after that. Also, in some instances, some of these stories, praying seems to help. But I think the most important thing that you can do to not encounter Cadejo is to just not be out late at night, you know? Oh, and more thing, never talk to the Cadejo. Because if you speak to this to the Cadejo, um, you will go insane. It gets scarier. Like we're we're going like I love this creature, but the sightings, I mean, I'm open-minded to this. I don't want to experience so many of them. I don't want to let let me put that out there into the universe. I do not want to experience seeing this in real life. I will totally take though, like, you know, my neighbor seeing it and him telling or him or her telling me the story. But as for me, it's a no. Right. Yeah. Just putting that into the universe because I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, I'm not trying to see to um 
either. Again, this is for the next episode. But in Navajo culture and, you know, like this shamanistic culture is that if you even think about the skinwalker or the win- skinwalker windigo, whatever you want to call it, that it like could smell your thoughts. Not smell, but like hear. Oh my God. So like if you, if you, if you think about not- it, it knows you're thinking about it. And should we even higher- cover them? I know I'm scared now. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm like, yeah, but what if like this is also part like we I I couldn't find that much information on the shamanistic beliefs of Escadejo, just that they do believe that it's a person that shapeshifts into a human. But I couldn't go into like how it's done. What is the legend behind it? I I feel like because maybe there's a, probably a language barrier between. Yeah. Mayan and Spanish and then translating into English you know you have to go through like two languages or you know because I I can't read I can read Spanish but I don't know how to look for, for these materials yeah. or these as stories as far as I could tell for the Maya and the Maya Quiche the people turning into their Nahual there was never anything bad with it yeah, yeah. so the Cadejo that we see now was not a thing for them. I wonder if it's like some person who really who's just evil and then made it evil or created an evil one. Like you yeah. know, maybe it was always like good, 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 and then you just have this good, good, a-hole. good, and then the Spanish a-hole brought the evil with, one with them. Yeah, you never know because they they already had stories. That has of, to be it because in Europe there is legends of a black shaggy dog. Like I mentioned, Harry Potter. Maybe they brought it over. Maybe there was like some kind of like you know like. I I did want to mention this because we're talking about the Spanish right now. Um, after the Spanish arrived, they had a big black mastiff dog. Not exactly a mastiff, like a relative of the mastiff, right? Mm-hmm. And this dog was wiping out um, indigenous dogs. And so from this, the indigenous people were seeing this happen. And I think that black dog meshed into El Cadejo because it came with the Spanish but it wasn't a thing here. So mm-hmm. I think it also rooted from, it's rooted in that black dog that the Spanish yeah, brought that, that, to. That um, really be it. Yeah, and this dog, it um, it was the cause of like, it, it made other indigenous dogs extinct. Like the Thino, the Thino people had this tiny little dog and that dog just destroyed that poor little dog. Mm, like indigenous so- communities, they love their dogs. Oh yeah, um, it's a big part of the, you know, you have the Sholo yeah. dog in Mexico which I'm pretty sure it's in other countries, but it's like a huge thing. The Sholo dog is considered a spiritual animal. Yeah, that's the dog that um, walked you into um, the afterlife. Into the afterlife, yes. And uh, it's also uh, the Sholo dog. I don't know how to say the full name. I just say Sholo. Yeah, the the whole name is like super hard. But he is, he has the, um, the connection to the uh, Aztec god of death, but the the Sholo Esquinca dog is like has a, a really strong spiritual connection to the Aztec god of death. Mictlantecutli. Oh my god, amazing! There amazing. we go. You do not cease to amaze me with these. Thank you, thank you. I'm pretty. Uh, we, we're we're saying it's amazing, but someone who's actually listening is like, that's. You, you said it so wrong. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yes, thank you, thank you. And then an actual <laughs> speaker of the Nahuatl language is probably like, these losers can't even get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know I can't. I don't even try. I try. I, I practice these words, but I'm pretty sure I either say them with a Spanish accent or with an English accent. But I feel like that was. I think that's all. Um, most of El Cadejo that we can or want to fit in this short episode. Yeah. Because um, I don't a have short an hour episode. Long. It's gonna be like three hours. Long. I know, right? <laughs> So many things happen <laughs> during the recording. Yeah. Um, if you made it through this, thank you so much because we jumped around quite a bit. <laughs> but we just want to make sure you guys have all the information out there about El Cadejo. And there's there's always more. We just did like tip of the iceberg too. Mm-hmm. There's like, like I keep on saying, it's a rabbit hole. Once you start looking into this story, this legend, it's information after information after information and it feels like it's never ending and yeah it's great and so I probably it's my favorite because there's so much to it there's so many sightings yeah there's so much history just, um, three episodes in but this has been my favorite so far <laughs> mm-hmm. and plus I'm a dog person so there's probably have to do with that I'm gonna see a cadejo and want to pet it no, no that would, no, that would be like that that would be my kids. I'll be like, oh, it's a little dog. It's the yeah, cutest it's thing. And it's like snarling and drooling <laughs> with the foaming it's at the, the, the size of a horse. Would, yeah. And then my kids would be like, it's so tiny. I'm like, you're crazy. That's how my daughter was. Look at the this mean dog when I used to watch, walk my kids to school and it would be like barking and all this stuff and like you know just being mean. And then my daughter's like, oh, it's so cute. I love it. I was like, excuse you. Let's go pet the Cadejo. Maybe the Cadejo just needs some love, honestly. Maybe. Next episode, we're going to leave the Central America region, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure why Chivo is a Aztec. Hi, this is Editing Christina. I made a little mistake here. The white Chivo is not an Aztec beast. It is a Maya beast. All right, back to the episode. Cryptid creature. So we're going to go into, like, the Mexico area. North America. hmm Northern? It's like, is it Northern? Is Mexico Northern America? North America? Yeah. It is. It okay. is in North America, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, that's our topic for uh, the next one. I'm excited. I know nothing about it. I was scrolling through Instagram, and then this video popped up that was, like, three creatures, legendary creatures from Aztec mythology you should know. And I was like, oh, yes. That's great. I can't wait. I never heard of it. So yeah. everything that I we will speak on next week will be stuff that's new to me too. Yeah. I'm I love excited. I love that. We've have, have found I can't even like what is up with today, man? I have found so many creatures that I've and stories and legends that I have never heard so Same. far and we're just making a list by the way but it's a long list. It, it keeps on like you know a new creature almost every week one or two when you know it's ridiculous oh and this brings me to if anyone has any scary encounters creepy stories that they want to send us that either we read just that in an episode or we do a whole episode about it i don't know just email us or dm us our emails um at spooky tales at gmail.com or dm us on our socials which they're all linked in the notes yeah, and if you have like a, a a creature that you really love and you want us to do an episode, we could like search for stories and sightings for you guys. Yeah, yeah, let us let us know. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate and review us um, if you can on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. 
don't be out late at night so that you won't see the Calejo. But if you do, um, hope that the white Calejo shows up. And it was nice meeting you and knowing you. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> gone. Like knowing you're, you. you're, you're a goner. <laughs> you're a goner. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye.